Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, Creator discusses the war in heaven and the rise of evil. Well, there's quite a title there for you, Carl. Well, it's certainly pithy, <laughs> if not apropos of our world today. And, of course, every generation thinks they're at the bottom of what yeah. can happen. That's human nature, I guess. But the idea that all has not been well through the ages, even in heaven, is well documented in the scriptures. And that's kind of like an ancient relic at this point. 2,000 years ago, these words were put down that Lucifer and his legion of angels uh, had a fall from grace. And as a channeler, creator of all it is, I'm in a position to ask about such things and find out more about the backstory, the true story, and get an update and a direct description of things. Insofar as we ask cogent questions and creator will share some of the details with us, it's creator's call always. Yes. But we can ask. And so we're doing that today because this is central to the human dilemma that evil exists. No one wants it, but we're mired in it. And this has gone on all through human history. And many of us get tired of living lives where we have to see this day after day after day, if only indirectly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because I think a lot of people, especially if they were raised in the Christian tradition, uh, certainly know about the war in heaven. I imagine that's true of the Muslim tradition as well. And, uh, of course, Jewish as well. Um, so it's well known. It's well known that this happened, but there's not a lot in terms of detail, you know. So I think we're, we're bringing forward some new insights that uh, are needed to really understand this whole phenomenon. Well, if you stop and think about it, there's a lot of questions that come to mind. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, God couldn't keep the angels in line? You know, what, what's going <laughs> yeah. to happen in terms of humans who are right. far from angelic on average? So there's, there's things to learn here. I think there's a lot to learn here, and I think we're going to learn quite a bit with this episode. So, here, so hang on to your seats. U.S. Creator, in a previous channeling on Lucifer, Creator said the following. So this well-known risk of power, that absolute power corrupts absolutely, has applied once again in the story of Lucifer. This need not be so, but if not guarded against, is a trap for the unwary. You explained the major risk of great power as being too great a reward for the ego, causing one to become too self-serving. What, then, is needed to prevent that? Right, and this is how Creator answers. Humility, which in a sense is a learned attribute. You were created to be bold, daring, forward-looking, ever-eager, endlessly curious, and ready to devour experience and knowledge as a consequence of having an endless appetite. 
This, of course, does not comprise the entirety of your soul's makeup, but these are strong characteristics and traits for a reason. You were not created to be wallflowers, to be non-participants, staying on the sidelines where it might be seen as safe, taking no risks, and having no ambition to rise above the basal level you start at. This would accomplish little, even over the great spans of time, and we would say about it, what would be the point? Why create something that will not add, but only be relatively static and produce much of the sameness as what has come before? To be, in essence, a tiger ready to go on the prowl, searching for something new and exciting to devour, in a sense at least, through learning all about it and perhaps tinkering and toying with it as a way of understanding how it works, what it is capable of doing, and the consequences, there are many pitfalls that arise rather quickly. For one thing, a newly created soul will learn quite quickly they are not alone, they have a creator. But they also have many other fellow creations, all of whom have interests and ambitions and in a sense are unbridled and will cross one's path. This can lead to many complications and opportunities for friction or interference if care is not taken. So immediately one must begin to learn the rules of the road, so to speak, how to be a good citizen, how to fit in, while still serving the self to grow, learn, and expand with a strong desire to do so without limitation. So a large aspect of that learning will be reacting to consequences of the need to make a course correction as a result of getting feedback from other beings who might find fault with what you are doing and how you are doing it and seek to offer guidance on how to be more effective in a balanced way without causing discord and disarray that will affect others and lead to difficulties and problems that will inevitably become your responsibility to rebalance and restore. There is much learning needed about one's purpose, one's role in things, and the overall agenda of the big picture, essentially the entirety of creation when it comes to the light being, who has a broad reach and not a physical human confined to one's own planet and heavily constrained by the fragile nature of the body with limited mobility and the many other constraints of physical existence. So that learning in the case of human must start quickly. And if that is not feasible, which truly is the case for human infants, There must be quite an extensive period of time during which the young must be protected from outside negative influences, as well as from the infant's own impulses as they begin to gain mobility and can get themselves into trouble if not watched closely. So while the circumstances differ greatly between physical human and the light being, having a sense of proportion that humility learn through experience, is all important to stay within the boundary of expectations, areas of responsibility agreed on from both ends, your creator and yourself. And this will lead to a well-functioning environment, even one as vast as the universe as a whole. Well, that's a big, uh, <clears throat> a big assertion that uh, 
humility is what's needed to, you know, correct the imbalance created by evil. In a sense, I think it's saying that evil is a symptom of the lack of humility, and that humility is a learned characteristic. Greater basically said that in the first sentence. Yes. So, you're, you're made to be bold and daring and active and a seeker and an explorer and adventurer. And of course, those are all brash and potentially confrontational qualities that could rub others the wrong way and could lead to misunderstandings and stepping on toes and all of it. So humility is the counterbalance we're hearing, and, and it makes a lot of sense. And if you apply the humility test, so to speak, to others, I think you'll readily see on a daily basis people who are far away from that characteristic. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge to get there. <laughs> uh, it's a long, hard journey that, that spans multiple lifetimes. I don't think people really realize that. but it's, it's Well, and you can to... see many figures of history who oh, did yeah. great works, who were humble personally. Yes. Absolutely, yes. Great, great examples. You ask, Creator, for the benefit of our better understanding, and with all due respect to you as the being with absolute power in the universe, how does Creator avoid corruption if absolute power corrupts absolutely? Okay, and this is what Creator says. We are not offended at all by your curiosity. It is your outstanding characteristic and always serves you well. And that is because you have learned the lesson of humility and do not probe with excess ego or self-interest in going where you're not wanted or an ulterior motive to in some way take advantage of the gain and knowledge you acquire to create an imbalance of greater power for yourself over others and so on. So we accept your pledge that you are wanting to advance your understanding and see the wisdom in this as well for many, many others. For one thing, to stay within the spirit of this aphorism, to avoid the possibility of corruption inherent withholding great power, this would put the lie to the common description of creator, even in the scriptures, as being a jealous God, quite willing to judge and condemn the transgressor for their sins and punish severely those who stray from the path of the divine and our proscriptions against wrongdoing, we have sent to you from on high. All those descriptions seen again and again throughout religious writings are falsehoods and disinformation, imposing on us the all too prosaic outcomes of inner corruption seen throughout history in the human culture by many tyrants and leaders of all kinds who rule with a heavy hand while enjoying many personal privileges and always cause great suffering for many, all of which is non-divine and not activities we engage in under any circumstances. So it is fair and instructive to ask, how can we avoid corruption if absolute power corrupts absolutely? The answer is truly quite simple, that the missing ingredient in the description of this aphorism is the attribute of divine alignment. 
So we would simply amend this saying to read, absolute power corrupts absolutely in the absence of divine alignment. This explains how a being as lofty as creator can be fair and even-handed and deal with a wide array of diverse circumstances and the many beings throughout creation at all levels, from simple matter to the living organisms with varying levels of complexity in their lifestyle and potential. We are not corrupt because everything we do is for the further creation of joy and upliftment. In the same way that a rising tide raises all boats, what we do to uplift ourselves will uplift everything else, potentially, if it is in divine alignment and in resonance with our energy and intentions. And here, of course, we mean specifically divine upliftment, meaning upliftment that is in divine alignment. That it is characteristically in alignment with the giving and receipt of love in some fashion. That is a fundamental characteristic and attribute that only serves and will never take away anything from anyone if it is in divine alignment, being in proportion, given freely but fairly and without playing favorites as an unfair penalty to some, and so forth. This is why learning about the divine is such a useful enterprise and can be a lifelong pursuit and will be ideally for anyone because there are always new things to learn that come from growth and expansion. As challenges become increasingly complicated and demanding, there will be new skills required, new ways of thinking and new strategies needed to help keep things in balance, to foster success and avoid failure or a setback that will have adverse consequences and could become a karmic penalty by harming others. In the same way the law of karma demands this of you, we demand it of ourselves and always seek to rebalancing anything we do that creates a misalignment. So this is the greatest example you can emulate to ensure your own success and your own future growth and development by following our footsteps, learning as you go, paying attention, and taking seriously all we teach about the purpose of life, how to go about the art of living, and avoid making missteps by recognizing the pitfalls and sidestepping unnecessary negativity. What we can tell you is that all you learn will help you do better and carry you further, and that it is more difficult in the beginning so you can look forward to a glorious future that will continue to offer ever greater rewards if you keep going and are willing to contribute more. Each individual soul has many choices along the way. Because we do not judge, it is you who will decide what level of attainment you aspire to reach and how you will go about seeing to that. There is no set strategy or sequence of hurdles that will challenge that will challenge you. No pre-established stepping stones you must learn to bridge and traverse. Each being has an individual path and destiny. And from an enlightened perspective, you will be gaining. Your joy will grow along with everyone's, not only from 
your individual progress, but the collective success of all in the human family and the many other beings throughout the universe you will learn from. And this, of course, can include us as well. Well, it's a very inspiring and uplifting answer. It talks about divine upliftment. My own, you know, I'm kind of reading into this uh, this answer, but, you know, creator is, creator is the epitome of humbleness as well. You know, we, there, there's very little braggadocio within the words of creator and the way it's delivered, the way it's expressed and all of that. But if I dare to speak for creator at this point, you know, creator is so much greater than us in the sense of his longevity, his experience, um, and, and everything that he's done. He's, he's created a universe that in creator's own words is designed not to fail. And divine alignment is, is the essence of that. So creator's looking at the whole picture and kind of, I think, inviting us to start thinking like creator in that regard. And when we do, we're going to find that divine alignment just makes all the sense in the world. Well, I've, I've channeled thousands of pages of questions and answers from Creator. I've never heard or felt a trace of arrogance in no. anything Creator has told me. It's always lofty. It's always even-handed. And it's loving. Yes. And, and love doesn't leave room for arrogance. It, you know, it truly being on display. It, and there can be phony love. There can be shallow love and, and that, but but I'm talking about honesty and forthrightness. And there's such wisdom in this reworking of this. Absolute power corrupts absolutely in the absence of divine alignment. Right. Well, right. look at our world. You know, we prize ourselves here in the U.S. about separation of church and state. Well, that might work in a functional way because humans can't handle dealing with <laughs> divinity and and politics at the same time but woe be to us the consequences if yes. you can't have god in the equation you can't talk about divine alignment or even define it in a way that everyone will agree on no if you don't let the authority in the in the discussion well so if the reality it's if, a tough thing to deal with but we have to deal with it somehow we have to deal with it. You know, the reality that we've learned is that we come from the divine. We stem from the divine. We need the divine. We have a lifeline from the divine. We're an extension of the divine. And if you cut off the divine, you're cutting off yourself at the end of the day. Uh, don't do that, but do do this. Go check out GetWisdom.com where you can become a participant member and check out like 90% of the content we've generated over the last four years. There's all kinds of – Carl talked about thousands of pages. Boy, it's out there for you to look through. Check it out today, getwisdom.com. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom and the War in Heaven right after this. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. 
We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We're looking at what Creator has shared with us about the war in heaven and the rise of evil. And uh, I think th- this is a very, very important show. And the, I know we got more important insights coming up, Carl, but... Uh, Boy, this is a this is a big one. It's a big dilemma, and I think people really need to uh, to understand it and uh, the context of how that started the ball rolling for yes. how we ended up with the problem we have today. Evil started with Lucifer, so it's a very instructive lesson in living in divine alignment and what happens if you don't, and how that can come about and trip you up and drag you down and get a downward slide going you can't recover from. That's what's happened. Yes. And we're going down with Lucifer if we're not smart enough to do something in time. Yes, that's exactly it. You asked Creator, in a previous channeling on Lucifer, Creator said, in the particular universe you find yourselves at the moment, things were more successful than the prior iteration. Can Creator elaborate on that statement? The current universe is estimated to be about 13.7 billion years old. Where on that timeline did the so-called war in heaven start to become a serious problem? Was there karmic baggage from previous universes that played a role to help trigger and help fuel the current dilemma? Okay, this is sort of jumping into the deep end of the metaphysical pool. that We know there have been multiple universes. Not all have worked out. And it's yet to be determined whether this one will work out. This is why Creator answers this question. As we've explained before, the war in heaven was a local skirmish taking place within the angelic realm serving the Milky Way galaxy. There was and is a physical compartmentalization energetically of the Milky Way at all levels, including the higher astral plane of the heavenly realm, where humans return following incarnating as a physical human. This is to provide safety because of the known risks we first saw through prior experience in allowing greater freedom of beings we created to make their own way and have greater latitude to make personal choices and live with the consequences unbridled by rapid karmic correction of any faulty thought and action causing harm to the self or others. So that is the trade-off, that having greater latitude to act boldly, take greater risks, and enjoy the exhilaration of being daring, knowing that there will be time to correct any resulting imperfections, will encourage all beings to venture forth in a bolder fashion, allowing greater use of their courage and daring, and thus able to achieve more 
and more quickly also. In effect, we were removing the brakes that could save you from yourselves, that there are too many missteps leading to serious corruption. If that is allowed to go on for too long, it can grow to dangerous proportions. And that is the story of Lucifer in a nutshell. Knowing that was possible from prior iterations of the universe, we redesigned things in ways we believe would result in a greater likelihood of success with this new outing. And indeed, within the timeline you describe, this war in heaven, as you call it, only reached a serious level of difficulty during the most recent third of the universe's existence in current form. What that illustrates is meaningful to us, knowing the prior iterations were shorter-lived because of more rapidly reaching a point of no return in the sense of things becoming unworkable and needing to be retooled with a restart essentially from scratch to start over with a reconfiguration of many fundamental assumptions in the configuration of all the energetics comprising the makeup of the universe. The most recent prior universe was not a total loss because many of you were created prior to the emergence of that grand creation event, and thus our old souls, veterans of all that has come before. The fact you were not recycled, but retained as a proven useful starting point is a testament to your potential as well as current value in all that is unfolding. What you have run into with the war in heaven occurring within your galaxy, the crucible for testing the key possibility of having free agency and free will to a much greater degree than the rest of the universe, was not the consequence of karmic baggage, but the inherent possibility of the rise of evil, being a polar opposite of divinity. This is inevitable in an environment of total allowing where everything can potentially have an opposite. And the energetics make this so unless there are constraints built in in how energy is configured. To have maximum flexibility and the greatest possible attainment from the exercise, this requires taking some risk that this potential duality might get out of hand. This, in fact, is what happened in the prior iterations, that they ended in failure by becoming unworkable, requiring a grand recycling to start over. While a painful and agonizing choice for those beings with an investment in those attempts, that hard-won learning has been the key in the reimagining of more optimal strategies working much better in this new go-round. And this is why we are optimistic that you will pass the test finally and graduate from this learning phase, which is, in effect, a proving ground to establish the feasibility and validity of Creator's plan for your greater freedom and range of options and choices being allowed through delaying karmic consequences. It is still not a given you will succeed, and in fact, you are barreling towards a climactic turning point 
And it is still not certain you will advance further, as the universe might again be unwound to go back to the drawing board, so to speak. This is why your role in making the correct choices to strive for a balance of power within yourselves while using your greatest skills and abilities appropriately will be a test of you and a final validation that we plan correctly. And even though the pendulum has swung heavily to a negative extreme, all will not be lost, but much gained through hard-won learning that will allow you to influence things in a way the pendulum will never again swing back that far, but rather a narrower range that is marked by higher and higher highs, as well as higher lows with each excursion in the flux of energy and play. Wow, there's just so much revealed here in these words. Um, you know, one of the interest, one of the thoughts that just occurred to me was one of the big questions is, you know, why is Creator optimistic about this particular iteration? And now we have an answer that the first 10 billion years or so, or at least 9 billion anyway, of this galaxy, the, the experiment work was working. Right? I mean, the, the war in heaven only occurred in the last third. And prior to that, we have to assume that things were humming along fairly well. So it, the creators so coming out and saying as much that uh, there's reason for optimism here. Uh, yes, also- exactly. This is not a failure from the outset that's inevitable. It's just that we are finally, finally pushing the boundaries to test that possibility happening. And we're at a turning point within a few years, literally, not billions, but years, single years of seeing whether that will happen or not. Yes. So there's, there, there couldn't be more at stake. And oh. <laughs> the experiment is a fascinating one. And it will only get better if we can reach that turning point and continue on. Yes, well, I, I, you know, I read into this. It's going to get better regardless. The difference is the time frame involved. You know, we, we can either make it get exponentially better in three years, or we might have to wait a few billion <laughs> for another go around. But even then, creators optimistic that the next one would be even better than this one. So, uh, I, I'm not. I don't want to. You know get down in the dumps on any of this. You know, yes, we need to work hard and we need to have a, you know, a, a call to action to get people to save this experiment now. You know, if that was a billboard, I could raise up and down, right? <laughs> but yes. we're going forward as a, as, a, as a creation, as a universe, as a, as a member of the divine family, regardless. So there's no reason to get down in the dumps about any of this, but we do need to work hard and fast. So that's the message here. Well, we're fighting complacency. That's why we're in earnest and why this is needed to have such a discussion. We can't just be lackadaisical about it because then it won't work. No. People have to take action. It's on our shoulders. Yeah. And, and who else is discussing this right now? Good question. You ask Creator, we know from Creator that Carl earned greater access to the divine while in this physical incarnation on account of his service and success in his previous life as Alan Kardec. Can we safely assume that Lucifer attained his role in a similar fashion, as stated previously by creator that Lucifer was an archangel of the highest order 
and was entrusted with dominion over the angelics within the Milky Way galaxy as a whole. Can Creator share with us more of Lucifer's resume that earned him the trust to have dominion over the angelics? All right, and this is what Creator tells us. Your question presumes that we were in control and presiding over all Lucifer did, his attainment of power, and the choices he made to arrive at his lofty perch, as well as supporting him and perhaps allowing and enduring mistakes and missteps along the way, and even for some time after reaching a pinnacle of progress that turned downward. What you are overlooking in your question is that Lucifer himself was a being within the Milky Way galaxy, domain of free agency and free will, and as such was largely on his own to make his way to aspire to a level of attainment, according to his own desire for growth and expansion, just as we outlined as being creator's plan for this notion of greater possibility when unfettered by being on a short leash, controlling extremes that could lead to trouble. So Lucifer was entrusted, as you all are, to make your way. Eventually, there are karmic consequences for all, and this includes the angelics as well. Their greater power and reach comes with the corresponding hazard of having farther to fall and enduring a more severe negative consequence for mistakes, and especially wrongdoing done deliberately to serve the self. So in the same way that you have your worlds, yours and the worlds of the extraterrestrials, who are now causing you great harm, the angelics govern their dominion of the Milky Way galaxy to serve the beings present with all manner of services to assist them with their learning and growth as emissaries, helping them to stay connected to Creator in a quite practical way through obtaining all manner of support, including guidance, inspiration, healing, and protection. Everyone needs a mentor. Everyone needs a good friend to be a source of help that can be relied on. And this is as true for angelics as physical humans or extraterrestrial beings. So your description of Lucifer attaining a leadership role through a consensus is an accurate one. But the trust was conferred by fellow angelics and was supported initially by creator as an opportunity for learning and growth not expecting perfection, but expecting that the growth and learning and attainment of greater and greater responsibility being won through service and life experience in the role created by this new paradigm would enable an improvement and expansion of possibilities, but with self-restraint and a healthy and successful personal rebalancing to stay in alignment and thus add to personal success as well as the collective success for all affected by everything Lucifer was responsible for. So he truly earned his position of trust in being an ultimate leader of the angelics for the entire free will project within the Milky Way galaxy as a whole. Boy, once again, there's just a watershed of revelations here. <laughs> um, you know, the the idea that that. Lucifer got his position 
basically by consensus of his fellow angelics and not by a re- an award by creator. That was news to me. You know, I, I, I fell into the trap of thinking that uh, creator had assigned Lucifer the role, but that's that's what we're learning is not the case. Creator went along with it and, uh, and kind of endorsed the role, I suppose, but it's hardly a confirmant. Instead, it's Lucifer was a free will actor like any other, and he earned the respect and admiration of his co- of his colleagues, his angelic cohorts, and rose to that position on his own merits. Um, so it's it's a, that's a fascinating bit of information to come forward, Carl. Well, and it's not too shocking if we use human experience as an example. Yes. It's never worked out down here very well for any length of time. It's it's really following the Renaissance fairly recently in history and the advent of the idea of self-governance, not by an emperor, a king, a holy or a, a, a royal figure who truly had power and authority to lord it over others and to punish those who disagreed and and rule through force. All of that is non-divine. So this shows that we did have free reign, free will, free agency from top to bottom. So this is a true test of whether that can work. And the jury's still out, unfortunately. Yeah, we, We are in a position to help make it happen now because the burden is on us to heal and solve the problem of evil. Yes. With divine help, but it's on our shoulders to do that. You know, one of the interesting insights out of this answer, especially the last paragraph, because one of the questions that was kind of asked in a way was, did Crater have any expectations in terms of whether Lucifer would succeed in this role or not? And we, we, we have learned that the hazard of falling into depravity is not only there for Lucifer, but it's there for everybody. So it was always a possibility, but not just Lucifer, but for any, any being. But the creator anticipated it to happen. And I would, ask, I would say from this final paragraph, the answer is basically no. There was, there was expectation that Lucifer would succeed and remain in a divine alignment. So um, We don't know that. I mean, let me caution you. We don't know that. Because what I'm thinking is, it might ideally have been a different archangel who rose to that position of highest authority among the angelics. But it happened to be Lucifer, who wasn't quite up to the task from a divine point of view, and maybe too vulnerable to the pitfall of eagle. Just like in the human realm, it's not always the best person of character who gets elected a leader. Oh, absolutely. Even in a free country. Yes. And there are many reasons why that happens. But but we, we don't know. That would be interesting to probe into, in fact. Yes. Well, we'll put that on the list for things to look into for sure. And while we're looking into that, you can look into GetWisdom.com and check out the healing services that are available. Uh, we have a number of practitioners aligned with Get Wisdom that you can engage to do light work healing protocol work, or even HMR, a new uh, protocol, a new approach to healing that is highly, highly effective. You can read up all about that at GetWisdom.com and download the book to learn about the light work healing protocol. GetWisdom.com slash LHP. GetWisdom.com slash LHP. Uh, go onto the site. Uh, there's a tab there on the main menu about healing, and there you can check out all the services that are available. Um, it's very, it's 
critical, I think, to do that. Um, and you can get tremendous benefit. You have really no idea. But we invite you to check out Get Wisdom and get an idea. Uh, and we'll be back with more Get Wisdom with the final segment right after this. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are examining what Creator has shared with us about the war in heaven and the rise of evil. And I have to say that the, uh, the first two segments were certainly not disappointing for me personally. I hope that they were interesting for the audience as well. And there's more to come, Carl. Indeed. <laughs> we'll get right into it. You asked Creator, you have said about power leading to corruption that if not guarded against, it is a trap for the unwary. The word unwary implies ignorance, a critical lack of experience with negative consequences, and failure to take precautions. Is this essentially what happened to Lucifer? Was he a victim of his own prior successes? This is what Creator tells us. He was not a victim of too much success. He was a victim of his inability to make a course correction when the success led to becoming too enamored of the power he experienced in having so much unilateral influence and control of things, with so many looking to him for leadership and approval, all of which contributed to becoming too enamored of the praise and flattery and the pitfall of it, in effect, becoming addicting. He was constantly yearning for more, and this led to excesses where he overreached And while this created frustration in finding it to bring less success, rather than rebalancing things in a healthy, positive manner, he began to take shortcuts that he believed would allow the greater reach and rewards he sought and was blind to the selfish aspect of his choices. That was the nature of the corruption here that was his undoing. And the object lesson in this is, again, that Cultivating humility is divine because it is the best antidote for excess that will ultimately corrupt 
when not deserved. Wow, that's, that's it's not a, that's that's a very short channeling, but boy, talk about power pack. There's a lot here to unravel. Um, you know, they became enamored of his success. I mean, this is a human, you know, common human failing, right? You know, that people who are successful and get a lot. We see this with celebrities all the time, right? They become enamored of the uh, praise and the flattery and and become arrogant as a result of it. I mean, so this is not something that's just uh, <laughs> a problem for angelics, Carl. It's a problem for all sentient beings, apparently. Well, I'm sticking with my theory about Lucifer not being the best and brightest among the archangels. And he maybe was the one more aggressive and assertive and seeking power because he knew it would bring rewards for him. Right. And so he did a lot. He was flashy. He was powerful. He was brilliant. And he was effective because of his talents and his skills. And we see that again and again on the human level with yes. those talented people who are even prodigies. And then they burn out along the way or flame out or get corrupted in some way. And then all that power goes for naught. Yep. Well, Creator says that he was uh, prone to overreach and to take shortcuts, what he believed were shortcuts. The fact of the matter is there probably is no such thing as shortcuts when it comes to divine alignment or getting things done. And effectively, a shortcut, uh, probably in his outlook, was coercion, you know, that uh, people, you know, beings, angelics, humans, because at this point there was also probably physical uh, sentient humanoids and as well as other intelligent creations throughout the universe we're not uh we're not cooperating with what he wanted them to do so i, I imagine he his shortcuts involve some levels of coercion and that uh, brought karma karmic backlog and even though it's delayed in a universe that's 13.7 billion years old that karma is probably going to circle back and hit him square you know broadside so um he created his own dilemma for sure yes u.s creator as Lucifer was a veteran of earlier universes, he must surely have witnessed a similar fall from grace and descent into depravity on the part of others. Did he think he was immune, that it could never happen to him, and that no amount of warnings could change that self-perception as evidenced by this earlier channeling of Creator? This led to the misapplication of power and intercorruption of his thinking and worsened over time despite hints and warnings he was taking liberties that were inadvisable but he proceeded anyway. This led to his downfall. We are reminded of teenagers in particular who ignore their parents' advice and then promptly go out and get themselves in grave trouble. <laughs> we all have experience with that, I think. Are we on the right track here in trying to understand what happened and why? All right, and Creator answers. You are close to the truth of things here in this description, along with our reminder of the operating constraints imposed by the grand experiment of free agency and free will, applying throughout your restricted Milky Way galaxy as a proving ground. So again, this meant it was up to him primarily to see the dangers and the warnings. We hinted, but could not impose with marching orders to take a prescribed corrective action that would get him back on track any more than we can intrude in your life to admonish you and tell you what to do to right your ship, so to speak. 
Free agency and free will are just that. So we could not lead him in the same way we cannot lead humans to make choices we would prefer or perhaps even know will be much more productive and better in the end for the individual involved. So Lucifer's failings were his own and came as a consequence of his choices and not ours. To act or not act in any particular way at any particular time. We reach out to him with inspiration and guidance in the same way we do for everyone. Not all will hear us. Not all will listen. And that is a function of belief and level of corruption that might have accumulated, but without enough insight to recognize something is amiss and a decision to reach out to us for assistance, we will largely be powerless to render assistance other than indirectly. And that might well not be enough when people are so far out of alignment, they cannot find a way back. Well, again, we're, I think we're being shown something very significant here that uh, creator actually, even though angels are essentially a different species of consciousness, you know, uh, we, I think we've been told that by creator somewhere in this project. Um, they're still consciousness, and I think our similarities are greater than our differences. I'm talking, you know, humans and angelics, right? Yes. So, in a sense, you know, people have a tendency to think as of angelics as as wildly, radically different from us. But we're learning in this channeling right here that that's probably not the case. That we actually have a lot more in common than we have different. Yes, they're light beings. They're light being mode all the time. They have dominion over the galaxy. They're 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 bigger in terms of scope. But in terms of kind, perhaps not so much. Well, one of the things that was a shock to me to learn about the angels is they're not superior to us. Yeah. They were actually created to serve humanity and serve the other beings that have potentially greater range of capability and roles to play. Yes. So the angels are more an ancillary group of beings to assist and and very important and lofty to be sure. But this gives you some perspective of why something could happen. And if yes. we get corrupted, it's not a surprise the angels can get corrupted. Indeed. You ask creator, flash floods are dangerous, and one should never stand in running water that's rising. At some point, you will have waited too long to escape, and will now need the intercession of others. Can creator share how empowered prayer and the light worker healing protocol enable us humans to intercede and even potentially rescue Lucifer and the fallen angelics, and that it is up to us, us humans, and not just creator and the divine realm? And creator tells us, Our fervent hope for this exchange is for all who listen to these words to hear the take-home message that what happened to Lucifer can happen to anyone, any soul-based being, because all within the Milky Way, at least, are gifted with the blessings of free will and free agency. So the experiment is still running and very much will depend on all you do or do not do. The choices remain yours. This leaves the greatest burden imaginable on those who are still in divine alignment and capable of calling forth a divine intervention to help those in need, Lucifer included. The only possibility of a 
reconnection is through you acting as a bridge and spokesperson, acting on their behalf to reach out and request our help to raise them up again. You were all created to solve the problem of evil and have suffered greatly in the attempt, but never having truly the tools to work with until now. The divine wisdom imparted through the work of your channel to better define how to empower prayer to make a divine outreach effective in getting help truly needed, and especially the Lightworker Healing Protocol as the most empowered tool of all ever available in history. We've given you the tools to work with, but you must use them. You must awaken others also to add their intentions to yours to provide enough human spiritual capital capital for the task at hand. That will be magnified and amplified greatly using the leveraging within the empowered prayers we have given you and the quite powerful Lightworker Healing Protocol with its many types of leveraging built in. But it requires human intention to put it in motion. And that is why we are giving you this call to action in no uncertain terms. It is time to choose. Do you wish to take action and save yourselves or indulge complacency, leave the task to others, and suffer the inevitable consequences of defeat? We await your choice. Well, the choice is laid in front of us, Carl. We need to pray is really what the bottom line is. We need a divine partnership with with Creator, and the way that you achieve that is by the way you achieve a partnership with anybody. You go ask them, right? Will you be my partner? And then you work with them uh, back and forth in a, in a tight relationship. That's what Creator wants. Same thing, right? We're, I said we're not that different from the angels. We're really not that different in terms of kind from Creator as well as what we're told. We're extensions of Creator. And what we what works with humans ultimately works with, with Creator in terms of the partnership idea. That we need to ask Creator to join us and help us intercede. It's the request that's all, all important. Well, and the empowered prayers are simple to use. This is not a demanding exercise. It just no. requires belief and commitment. And the LHP can be learned by most people. You yes. can be trained in how to heal. Or you can come to us and hire us to help you heal in your family and get you in the program so you get repeated healing. There's nothing better you can do with time and money than healing, because that's the answer for all of our future. Absolutely. And you can check it all out at GetWisdom.com. That's all we have for Get Wisdom this week. Thanks, everybody. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week.